Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Tool. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Tool. Welcome to Rosedale Baptist Church, and I sure appreciate you guys tuning in to Rosedale uh, Online. We're going to be in James chapter number 5. We're in the series Hope in Helpless Times. Hope. Uh, in helpless times, talking about the different facets of that. Uh, and I think one of the uh, most helpless times is when you're waiting, uh, especially when it's beyond your control. You're, you're waiting for things to change. You're uh, waiting for things to get better. You're uh, waiting for situations to turn around. And haven't we all been waiting? Uh, even just the church aspect of it, uh, seven weeks now stay at home, seven weeks now uh, almost a shelter in place, uh, 13 services that have been live-streamed, and I uh, really do appreciate your faithfulness, but empty auditorium, uh, none of us uh, want this. All of us want that, that, that iron sharpening iron, that interaction, that, that human interaction, but we're waiting, we're waiting, and it's beyond our control. Uh, what do we do? How do we do when we're waiting? Uh, James weighs in on this time uh, of waiting. Habakkuk uh, when he was waiting, said, how long? We saw that Sunday morning. We're going to uh, go to Revelation 19 to contrast the two uh, and then finish Habakkuk uh, the next week and then the week after that. Uh, but he cried out, how long? Uh, the psalmist in Psalm 13 cried out, how long? Uh, the martyrs of Revelation 16 cried out, uh, how long? And it was basically silent, kind of like where we're at. We don't know how long. Uh, and James says, well, while you wait, while you're waiting, look at verse number seven, first two words, be patient, be patient. Uh, throughout the sermon, I want you to, to say it with me. I want you to type it, to comment uh, on it uh, in that uh, comment line, be patient, say it, be patient, look at it. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman, the farmer, waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until he received the early, the latter rain. Be ye also patient. There it is again. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Grudge not one against another, brethren, unless ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Take my brethren, the prophets. Uh, it's a the symmetry of this passage, the genius of God, how he wrote this passage. Uh, he six times says, be patient. Say it, be patient. Uh, and he wraps those six times around three different illustrations, the farmer, the prophets, and a person. Job, the farmer, the prophets. Uh, the, Take my brethren, the prophets, verse 10, who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job. There's the third illustration. And have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. But above all things, my brethren, swear not neither by heaven, neither by earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea, your nay be nay, lest ye fall into condemnation. Have you realized much of life is waiting? Waiting? Uh, even the uncertain times that we're in today, uh, waiting uh, we hate to wait. And God says, say it, be patient. Uh, type it, be patient. Uh, he tells us when do we have to wait and uh, why do we have to wait. And then he tells us uh, how should we wait. And so 
Uh, When do we wait? The passage, number one, says when predicaments are uncontrollable. When predicaments are, are uncontrollable, and if you haven't noticed yet, eventually you'll notice that much of life is out of our control. They're uncontrollable. He gives the illustration of the farmer, verse number seven. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the farmer, the husbandman, waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth. A, a, a lot of farming is, is working. A, a lot of farming is waiting. Uh, waiting on uh, when to till, uh, when to, to cultivate, when to fertilize, when to plant, uh, when to weed, when to prune, when to harvest. Uh, and, and so a lot of it's waiting, and a, a lot of it is uncontrollable. Uh, is it going to rain? Is it not going to rain? Is it too hot? Is it too cold? Uh, will the economy be where it needs to be to sell the produce that, that, that I've produced? And uh, we're working, we're waiting, we're watching the Lord, and uh, so much of it. Now, there's stuff that we can do, and that's when we work. Uh, stuff that, some uh, work that we can do, that's when we work. But there's so much more that only God can do, and that's when we wait. So much in our control, that's why we work. We work. Uh, we cultivate, we plant, we, we, we work. Farming is working. Uh, but a whole lot more that only God can control, he controls whether it rains. He controls whether the sun shines, whether it's too cold, whether it's uh, too hot. And uh, those things in our control, we work. Those things that only God controls, we wait. Uh, have you noticed that we're uh, impaired by impatience uh, when we're trying to control God's side? The rain, the sun, the clouds, the temperature, uh, the weather, when this pandemic uh, is, is done, when that, that shelter in place, that stay-at-home order is, is lifted. Uh, we, we end up being impaired by impatience when, when uh, we're not just working on our side, we're uh, also worrying on God's side. And so uh, God tells us to be, say it, be patient. Type it, be, be patient. When? When predicaments are uncontrollable like the one we're in now. Uh, when, number two, when people are disagreeable, be patient. Look at verse 10. Take my brethren the prophets. It was the farmers for point one, predicaments uncontrollable. Uh, now it's the prophets, point two, when people are disagreeable, who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and patience. Uh, the prophets in the Old Testament, uh, at times people agreed with them, many more times people disagreed with them. At times, people applauded them. Many more times, they, they, they booed them. Uh, at times, they reached some for the Lord. Many more times, they reached none for the Lord. And, and, and as a pastor, we get this, where we love people, we invest in people, we pour in, write notes to people, we uh, lead people the direction we believe God's leading us. And uh, for the most part, they reciprocate, they're blessed by it. Uh, but uh, there's always disagreeable people in all of our lives. Uh, those contrary people, those ones that uh, wouldn't be happy uh, no matter uh, what happened, no matter uh, what you do, and, uh, and what do we do with disagreeable people? How do we approach them? Be, say it, be patient. Christ, is that the prophet that should come? The prophets, Christ, the prophet. Uh, unlike those prophets, he always had perfect motives. Unlike those prophets, uh, Christ uh, always had impeccable actions. Unlike uh, those prophets, he always had perfect, a perfect Christ, obviously, like personality. Uh, and he also had disagreeable people that were attacking and, and, and criticizing. 
with the Pharisees constantly fault-finding and nipping at his heels, and Christ was patient, patient. When he was reviled, he reviled not again. And when he suffered, he threatened not. In fact, on the cross he said, Father, forgive them. Forgive them when people are disagreeable. You ever uh, uh, seen lately that people are becoming more edgy and uh, more chippy and impatient during this time? Uh, If you're out getting groceries or if you're out uh, having to run an errand, um, uh, people are being edgier, chippier, and more impatient. Uh, Have you found that you that you're becoming, I'm becoming, uh, edgier, chippier, and, and more impatient at this time. Uh, what do we do with disagreeable people? Be patient. Uh, predicaments that are uncontrollable, be patient. Be patient. Uh, patience is a Greek word with uh, two parts, macrothumus. Macrothumus. Macro means long or large. Thumus uh, means hot or heat. Uh, basically saying it should take us a long time to become overheated. Or uh, it should take a lot, a lot that causes us to become hot. Hey, we shouldn't have a short fuse. We should have a long fuse. Uh, we shouldn't be overheated at people. Uh, we, Daniel said it, it, he had an excellent spirit, a calm, a cool spirit. Because he that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down without walls. For us to have success in church work, that we need patience. For us to have success in ministry or even in marriage, we need patience. Parenting, patience. Uh, for us to have success getting through what we're going through now, uh, we need to be, say it, to, to be patient. Be patient when? When predicaments are uncontrollable. Be patient when? Uh, when people are disagreeable. Uh, be patient when? Number three, write it down. When problems are intolerable, they're intolerable. Verse number 11, we saw the farmer, uh, we saw the prophets, and now an individual person, look at verse 11, behold, we count them happy which endure, ye have heard of the patience of Job. <laughs> yeah, you talk about someone that went through some intolerable problems. Uh, he went in one day's time from the wealthiest to the worst. One day's time from everything going for him to uh, everything being against him. One day's time uh, from having it all to all of it falling apart. His kids dying and now an incurable, deadly disease that was painful. Hey, we think we have problems with a stay-at-home order. Uh, We think we have struggles and he lost it all. Lost it all. Family, friends, finances, suffering maritally, physically, uh, financially. One day his wife even said, Joe, why don't you just curse God and die? How would you like to be sheltered in place with that person? Uh, just curse God uh, and die. Uh, he, he absolutely had problems that were intolerable. And God tells us here to be, say it, to, to be patient. We glory in tribulation knowing this, knowing this, even during tribulation, we glory in tribulation knowing this, that tribulation worketh patience. Be patient. When? Uh, when predicaments are uncontrollable, when people are disagreeable, when problems are, are intolerable, be patient. When? It sounds like we need to be patient now. Uh, it sounds like this time. Uh, why? 
Uh, why? Uh, why are we to be patient? Or uh, why do we wait? Write it down, same thing, three times. Uh, number one, because God will settle the score. Uh, God will settle the score. Basically saying, I got this, God says. I got this. Wait, I got this. I'm in control of this. And uh, you may be losing in the third inning, but the game's not over yet. Uh, you may be struggling to get a hit uh, in the top of the seventh, but the game's not over yet. Hey, God's got this. In fact, three times James makes reference to the second coming of Christ, or, or, or verse number eight. Be ye also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh, when everything's made right, when everything is made new. Uh, there'll be no sorrow there, no more burdens to bear. No more sickness nor pain. No more heartache over there. And, and forever I will be with the one who died for me. What a day, glorious day that will be. Uh, be patient. Why? Because God will settle the score. He's still in control. He is the one that makes everything right. But when I think about this topic, I think about some of the shows that have had astronauts and their re-entering the earth's atmosphere or a plane that if we can just hold it together it's it's rattling apart if we can just hold it together hey if we can just hold it together during this time it's going to get better uh, it's going to be better in fact if we can hold it together until that time it's going to be perfect things couldn't be any more perfect uh, why be patient number one because God will settle the score. Number two, write it down, because God rewards patience. He rewards it. Not only eventually will God settle the score, he'll turn it around, he'll, he'll, he'll right the wrongs, God will settle the score, but then number two, because that's what he rewards, that's what he blesses, patience. Look at verse 11. Behold, we count them happy, which endure, happy. Uh, ye have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of, uh, the Lord blessed twice as much. You see, uh, our rewards in heaven aren't based on uh, uh, predicaments that are uh, uncontrollable or people that are uh, disagreeable. It's not based on that or problems that are uh, intolerable. Uh, they're based on our reaction to those people that are disagreeable. It's based on our reaction to those uh, predicaments that are uncontrollable and problems that are intolerable. You see, your problem isn't your problem. Your problem is your approach to your problem. That's your problem. My problem isn't my problem. My problem is my approach to my problem. That's my problem. Hey, we're all in this together. And by the way, we'll all make it through this together, connected, praying for each other, uh, bearing one another's burdens, texting, calling, loving on, encouraging. But understand, we're all going through the same problems that stay at home, that shelter in place, and financially, and the uncertainty, and that, that, the, the, the virus itself. But, but uh, how we respond to that uh, has everything to do with God's rewards in that. Uh, and especially with regards to People that are disagreeable, Matthew 5.11 says, Blessed are ye. Blessed are ye. Not only uh, in our passage, happy, happy are ye uh, if ye endure, but now, 
Blessed are ye when men shall revile you. When he was reviled, he reviled not again. When men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say, all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake, rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Be patient. Be patient. Why? Because God will settle the score. Be patient. Be patient. Why? Uh, because God rewards it. And then number three, be patient. Why? Because God's still in control. He's still in control. Uh, he still is king. He still is creator God. He still is sovereign. Look at verse 11. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful. He loves. He has a heart for us. He's very pitiful and of tender mercies. Remember the three illustrations, the farmer, the farmer, when predicaments seem uncontrollable, whether it's a drought or whether it's too much rain, uh, he remembers God's always in control. Uh, the prophets, people, disagreeable, they're, they're persecuting, they're, they're attacking. Hey, he's God, is still in control every step of the way. Job, uh, Job, the pain, the problems seem intolerable. Uh, he remembers that God is still in control. Be patient. And again, we're impaired with impatience when we're trying to control the uncontrollable. When we step back and realize, I need to control the controllable, let God control the rest. But I take my hands off it. Let God, let God. And you say, well, if, if it's uncontrollable, then how do we try to control it? We try to control it with our emotions and our worry and our spirit and our, and our discouragement and our... Boy, that's how we try to control it. Uh, and so control the controllable. There's a whole lot of work to do when you're farming at work. Uh, but there's a whole lot that only God can do when you're farming. That, that illustration, the husbandman, hey, let God do it. And so why be patient? Because God's going to settle the score. He'll turn it around. Uh, why be patient? Because God rewards it. Uh, God blesses it. Uh, God's add, God adds blessings to it. Uh, why be patient? Because, because God is still in control. Uh, now, I guess the big question is, is how? Uh, how are we to live or uh, how are we to respond uh, as we're waiting as far as our, uh, our patience? And to be honest with you, uh, I'm more prone to fail not because I'm not doing my part, I'm more prone to fail because I'm also trying to do God's part. Uh, that's what my problem is. Uh, and I think you could agree with that. You could uh, understand or at least empathize with that. Uh, it's not just, okay, the work that I have to do for the farmer. It's plant, it's water, it's, it's harvest, it's, it's cultivate. Uh, I'm going to do that. Uh, but then worrying about the work that God's going to do. Is it too much rain, too little rain, uh, too hot, too cold, uh, and God, in these three, three illustrations, gives us three uh, ways that we're to wait. Number one, farmers waited in faith, in faith, in faith. Uh, farmers waited uh, expecting God to bless, uh, expecting uh, God, watching for God, preparing for God to bless. Uh, verse number seven, if you look at it again, James chapter five, look at verse number seven. 
Uh, be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold the, the farmer, the husbandman, uh, waiteth, he's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it until. He's waiting uh, until, well, he expects God to bless. He's watching for God to bless. In fact, he'll build barns. He'll prepare for the harvest by faith. Uh, the farmer's willing to quite literally bet the farm that God's going to bless. Uh, he's willing to bet the farm that God's going to be faithful. He'll, he'll bet the farm uh, that God will take care of his side. Uh, we need to make sure that, that we're on our side waiting by faith. Waiting by faith. Psalm 130, verse 5. I, I wait for the Lord. For the Lord. My soul doth wait, and, and in his word do I hope. I'm waiting for the Lord. Uh, his word, that's where I'm hoping. Uh, my soul waiteth for the Lord, for the Lord. More than they that watch for the morning, I say, more than they that watch for the morning. Let Israel hope in the Lord. Hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. Aren't you glad that the Lord is sheltered in place with you? Aren't you glad? Uh, that stay-at-home order does not prevent him from being there. In fact, uh, he's nigh to them that are of a broken heart. He, he's nigh. He's a very present help. In time of trouble, he's there. And so wait in faith. I think about that uh, rural farmland, that town that uh, was having a drought the entire uh, time of planting and harvesting. And it just the farmers were distressing. And it got to the point where... Uh, they called on George Mueller, that great man of prayer, recording uh, some hundreds and hundreds of answered prayer uh, throughout his ministry. Uh, they called for him to come, and he said, I'll only come if you have a prayer meeting, if all of us gather together. And so uh, they gathered in that church, and, uh, and the time for him to come uh, came. He wasn't there. He was a little late, but uh, that, I mean, that place was packed. The back doors creaked open, and there George Mueller came strolling down the center aisle to uh, uh, climb up to the pulpit, uh, and he was twirling an umbrella as he came. Twirling an umbrella. It, it had been weeks since it rained. It had been months since it rained. Uh, their farm lands were parched because there was no rain. Uh, he came down twirling an umbrella. Does anybody want to guess by the time he got done praying whether it was raining or not? Anybody want to guess? Because he was patient, waiting in faith with his eyes on God. Everyone that didn't bring an umbrella to that prayer meeting, God reigned on their parade uh, of doubt uh, as they were soaked on their way home. Uh, but George Mueller, boy, he prayed in faith. Uh, he was watching in faith. Number one, uh, how do we wait? Farmers wait in faith. Number two, the prophets waited in peace. Uh, in faith, in peace. Look at verse number nine. Verse number 9, uh, and he touches on an area that we're also prone uh, to, to be in during this type of a time because uh, we don't mind waiting as long as we can complain about waiting or gripe about waiting or uh, criticize about waiting or vent about waiting. Uh, look at verse number 9, grudge not, grudge not. Well, be careful about, uh, about the words that are coming out because uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. During this time of waiting, grudge not one against another brethren, lest ye be condemned. 
And don't be frustrated and bitter and angry and upset. We wait in faith, farmers. We wait in peace, prophets. And I think probably the, the most dangerous thing that comes out of this is when we're uptight, when we're frustrated, when things are out of control, a lot of times we'll take it out on the person that's closest to us, our spouse, our husband, our wife. And maybe not even realizing that we're tighter than we we're normally are. We're, we're a little edgier than we're no, we normally are. And what God's saying here is, hey, be careful, be careful, be patient, be patient. Boy, make sure you're waiting in faith. Make sure you're waiting in peace. Number three, write it down. How? How do we wait? Farmers waited in faith. Prophets uh, waited in peace. Job waited in confidence. Confidence. Boy, his confidence was in the Lord. In fact, uh, he was so confident in Job 13, 15 that he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Yet will I trust in him. I will maintain my own ways before him. Uh, he had that calm assurance that everything was going to be okay, and even if it wasn't, even if, even if not, that calm assurance that God would settle the score, that God would reward, reward uh, patience, that, that, that God, God was in control. Uh, he had that calm confidence, but even if not, uh, I'm going to trust God even if I die while I trust him. I'm going to trust God uh, even if he's the one that kills me while I trust him. Uh, though he slay me yet while I trust in him, because Job 19 after my skin, though after my skins destroy this body, yet in my flesh I shall see God. Boy, for the Christian, this is the worst it gets here on earth. The best is yet to come. And so Job, waiting in confidence, I think that's what it means when, when it says in Psalm 37, 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way. Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still, be still, wait patiently, rest, fret not. Lamentations 3 says, it is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of of the Lord. Uh, we'll wait, and, and I'll complain about waiting. We'll wait, and uh, I'll be criticizing while I'm waiting. We'll wait, and uh, be verbalizing while I'm waiting. Uh, God says, hey, quietly wait. Be still. Fret not. Wait in confidence. Listen for his voice. Uh, back in the day, there was ice houses before electricity, and they would take blocks of ice and put them in sawdust and straw and uh, kind of insulate and try to keep that huge chunk of ice, that huge block of ice uh, throughout the summer to be used during that. And, uh, uh, and there was a uh, dad that was out tending and keeping and chipping, and uh, he, he realized his, his family heirloom, that pocket watch that his grandfather gave his dad and then his dad gave to him, dropped out somewhere in that ice house. Uh, there among that sawdust, there among that, that straw. Uh, I mean, fretting and fretting and fretting and fretting and fretting, working, uh, trying, trying to find that. Uh, and and the, the son who uh, was out playing and the dad just distraught that he couldn't find it uh, when uh, finally the son said, Dad, I think I can find it. Uh, and, and the dad, I, I don't know, but uh, go, go ahead and try. And 
The son went in and shut the door behind him, and there was silence. Silence. And about two minutes later, the little boy came out with his dad's pocket watch, almost swinging it and handing it to him. And his dad said, hey, how did you find the pocket watch? I looked, I looked, I looked. And the little boy said, I, I quieted myself. I got down on my hands and knees, and I, I listened for the ticking, the ticking, the ticking of that, that pocket watch. And when I quieted myself and stilled myself and listened for the, the ticking. If you're like me during this time, I can be so wound on the inside and so running and, and fretting and, uh, yes, working on my side, but then worrying on God's side. Boy, we need to quiet ourselves, quiet ourselves. Still ourselves, be still and know. Uh, and you'll hear that still, small voice of God. Think about John. The disciple that Jesus loved, the disciple that loved Jesus, uh, in that uh, upper room laid his head on the chest of the Lord Jesus Christ, calming himself, quieting himself, and resting in him. Uh, I've often wondered if he could hear the heartbeat of God during that time. Wait in faith, wait in peace, wait in confidence. Quite literally, one more time, be, say it with me, be patient. Comment, comment, write it in there. Uh, be patient. When? During this time. Uh, why? Because God's still in control. Uh, and how? In, in faith, wait. Be patient. Uh, in faith. Uh, in confidence, wait. Uh, be patient. Uh, and then in peace, wait. And be patient. I want to get to the point that during this time, I'm twirling my umbrella. I'm twirling my umbrella as I'm walking down that center aisle for that prayer meeting. I have that much confidence in who God is. Hey, hey church, I know that, that predicaments are uh, uncontrollable, that people are uh, disagreeable, that problems do seem intolerable. But during this time, yeah, Habakkuk is still saying, how long? But as we're waiting, let's be, let's be patient. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.